Welcome to the More Tea Vicar podcast from BNA Church in Bristol with James Stevenson and Wayne Massey. Um, at More Tea Vicar, we talk about culture, theology, and life. Uh, hopefully, introducing you to um, how following Jesus can make a difference in culture, theology, and life, um, and also helping you, if you're already a follower of Jesus, to engage with what's happening in the world around you. Uh, as if I'm going to use the phrase "follower of Jesus," follower of Jesus. Um, We've been using, what we generally do is go with a critical incident, um, quite often in culture and the news, and then talk about how we understand that from, from the Bible and theology. Today's critical incident is a little bit different. Um, we put a survey out in our church uh, to ask our members about um, how life has been in lockdown and to get some feedback on some of the things we've been doing. And I was reading through the comments, which have been brilliant, uh, challenging and brilliant. But there was a really interesting one that said, you know, thank you for your resources. There was, it was very positive about Morty Vicar. Uh, and then it said, uh, so this has been basically it said, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it out. But it basically said, you know, in a season where it's been really difficult and a lot of us have been quite anxious. And um, the vicars have come across as calm and unflappable. And, you know, and they, and they carried on with the sermon series they were doing. And, and on lots of levels, that's been great. But on a level, it's, it's felt slightly removed from the anxious life everybody else is living and as I read it I thought to myself oh my word because basically my emotions have been all over the place for the last three or four months um is that how I've come across and so we thought we would talk about how we have found lockdown and COVID-19 and the changes in church and be a bit uh, honest there and then also talk a little bit about um why it is we appear uh, to be unflappable when you see us on screens or when you listen to podcasts. Is that right, James? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because we are unflappable. We're like Teflon. Teflon, nothing. Uh, nothing. nothing gets to us. Um, <laughs> yes, no. I, so, so it's always important to listen to to people when um, they have something to to say. That, um, as as you will often say to me, you know, there's, um, at the very least, there's there's always a kernel of truth in what somebody has to say when it, it's negative and sometimes it's more than that um so we're we're really uh, as you and as you also say feedback's the food of champions so we're we you know we don't ask surveys so that our egos can be massaged um so so and and i think um part of this response is a desire to say actually it hasn't been that easy yeah. um, and we want to correct that um, understanding um, so I wonder about so a good starting point to be would would be there's a couple of things I think kind of so a we need to recognise so um, uh, as I kind of in and then go from there to kind of our hearts so, so the first one is is to recognise that if I think if you and I weren't Christians uh, whatever jobs we were doing we would have probably handled them fairly well in COVID nineteen because both of us are quite high up the change curve yeah and embrace change and challenge so actually we need to be just be honest about that, 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 that actually you and I enjoy a challenge and enjoy change and enjoy embracing it. So there are elements of what's been happening in the last four months that have um, suited or just how you and I are wired and how we do stuff. And that's kind of interestingly enough, I think irrespective of whether we're followers of Jesus. Um, a second thing uh, for us to note, I think if, if you don't know anything about BNA, but how we're structured as a church, around our little churches means that actually compared to a lot of churches we were we were able to transition into lockdown structurally 
so it might not be what you see on screen but actually structurally in terms of how we're organized and was not easy but was far simpler for us than a lot of other churches and i've that's conversations i've had with a lot of my colleagues they said i your your the strength of your small group um structure means that you were able to get into this easier and then the third thing is uh, a conscious decision, I think, on our part, so I'm going to use the Genesis series as an example here, is, is that actually in a season where everything gets thrown up in the air, um, we believe that Jesus remains the same. And there is an element of us teaching into that by choosing not to abandon our Genesis series. And, you know, and go, oh, my word, we don't know what to do now. So we're going to stop teaching Genesis or um, and, and so there's an element in us taking decisions, maybe in terms of how we've presented ourselves as well to, to give you the listener. And today, the viewer, I keep trying to remember, I keep looking at you and then trying to look at my camera, uh, the listener and the viewer, a sense of security, because actually um, what you wouldn't have wanted is us appearing on screen every Sunday going, I haven't got a clue what's going on. And I didn't actually think about writing a sermon. I'm just going to stand here now and open the Bible and have a random go at it. But the, that was probably what was going on behind um, our eyes. <laughs> but, but I just want to share that. So those three things. Number one is we, we recognize that we'd slightly have enjoyed this anyway. And number two, the strength of how BNA is, is organized as a church. And number three is actually there is a need in times like this for, for leadership to, to be calm. So one of the reasons Scottish independence is, is back on the agenda is because of the calmness of Nicola Sturgeon. What, I'm not, that's not an opinion on Scottish independence, by the way, but it's just actually the calm leaders in this season people are looking to. Yeah. And so, there was, so whether or not you think that's us, there was a, there was a decision to try and help you um, by by not by creating a place of certainty as best as we could. Now, that's not saying that's the sum total of all of our lives. Um, I'm going to talk to you. In a, I'm going to ask you to talk about you in a second. But a very dear friend of mine who has led three churches uh, into um, seriously significant growth, and three times the Lord has said, "I need you to walk away from this now because there's somebody else to take this on." So, an amazingly godly man talked about a building project and about not being able to sleep the night before a building project in the early 1980s. I think it was. I think he it was 150,000 pounds. <laughs> or something you know back then he said i couldn't sleep and he said and uh he said the thought was i should stand up in the chair in the morning and go we need one hundred and fifty thousand pounds i couldn't sleep a wink last night and he said but that wasn't the moment to share that the moment uh, the first thing the, the moment that the, what people needed to hear was this is what god's calling us into and this is where we're headed for he said but then there would be a moment where i needed to say do you know i had my doubts and i had my fears so so there's an element of that's what we're doing this morning of this afternoon or this evening whenever you're listening is going uh you know um there are this hasn't been easy for us james what's it been like for you um my good friend phil man talks about how uh, lockdown magnifies um magnified what was going on before so it magnified different cracks um that were there um uh, but also strengths um, and I, I think for me, um, I'd say that um, the, the, the challenge of responding to um, uh, to leading in the setting, but also to fairly soon after we went into lockdown, conducting a funeral of a friend, um, uh, magnified certain strengths that God had has by His mercy deposited in my in my weakness around. Um, listening to him and and pastoring and and, and caring um, for others um, and and bringing comfort in in grief 
Um, but I, I think early on I was, um, I was overworking and, and that's one of my weaknesses. Um, and, um, and I, I struggled with that. I think my family struggled with that. Um, I didn't handle that particularly well and, and it took some robust conversations between Nikki and myself to, to, to get that balance right. I think, um, of, of late, I've just noticed that um, I, I've been quite frayed mentally. And, I, I, you know, last Sunday I had to invite you into a conversation that um, was not going to be in any way difficult. It was going to be a really good conversation with some lovely people. Um, but I, I knew that actually um, I was not, um, I, was, I was getting to a point where I was unable to hear what people were saying to me um, uh, as clearly as I I thought I was um, and it just happened in, in, in the, the, the kind of the week running up to it um, and um, uh, and so I, you came along and it was fantastic and really really helpful but just acknowledging that um, my brain as a muscle has, has been overstretched um, and and so I, I, I need to take care of it and so I'm you know thinking about how we do that in terms of rest and, and as we talked about summer sabbath um uh but it but it has been a really demanding time um lots of change it's been demanding emotionally and there's been people going through real pain um and uh, and and so we yeah things just don't don't work um you know my my body's not quite working the way i'd want it to i'm not exercising as much as i'd want to and 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 that's partly just that it's not as much of a priority as it should be um, and, um, you know, we're, we're just kind of trying to work out how on earth we do this. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, you dis- I've discovered um, a journey from the Bible being a, a professional duty to it being a personal joy um, and, and um, um, understanding more of who God is. Um, but I think I think the the biggest, if I were to try and point put my finger on the biggest issue that came was, was when it was similar for you. I think was when the, um, Boris Johnson decided that the Church of England um, could open up like the rest of the world, um, and and all of a sudden we had to go back to doing everything that we were supposed to do before for everyone who wanted everything before, and carrying on doing everything that was new for everyone who wanted everything that was new, and then reach out to all the people that we haven't even reached, um, and I, I just. I, I couldn't even bring myself to read the different bits of legislation around it because because I think it, it just would have induced a, a, a panic attack, um, and I found myself just really anxious. And, and even now, when I think about it, I still am um, just dealing with the the demands that people would want to put on me and having to justify myself um, for the decisions that we're making. Um, and uh, I, I still don't know how to do that. And it's a real weakness in my life. And it's something that actually I, I know that I, I need God's strength in and I need to learn what it means to be led by him um, and to, to speak out of that. There we go. There's a long answer to a short question. Yeah, I think um, so far as going to like, so, so, so my answer is, is I can, what I will do is I, I kind of brush anything that's difficult onto the carpet because um 
I have two things. Number one is I will kind of name the stuff that's been really good about lockdown. So, you know, I can say like we do take out Tuesday in our household and that's been amazing. And, you know, we all chipped in 10 pounds each so that we could get Disney plus and we've, you know, we've all watched Hamilton and the Mandalorian and we've done stuff like that. And there's been a lot of football in the back garden and, you know, so I can, you know, and then, and then I can look at my life and go, so, so on one level, it's weird. I could, you know, because I'm not a, a doctor or an ICU nurse or a teacher or a delivery driver that actually I will go my life has been my life has actually been quite easy I've been able to work from home you know I've got a nice study uh, I've now got an ethernet cable into the back of my um, machine so my you know my internet connection is good and so therefore I should be like and so therefore when I get tired and anxious my default is I tell myself well I shouldn't really be because I can list everybody else who's going through an awful lot worse and therefore and I read an article that said the average person in the UK, let alone let alone somebody who works in the medical world or runs their own business or is a teacher, has probably burnt about three months in three months about a year's worth of adrenaline. And so I, I kind of find myself kind of getting to August tired, but but not physically, just kind of as you said, mentally, because we've changed so much and done so much. Um, and so therefore, I did like you when Boris. I, I think I, I very rarely in my life. Uh, got close to what I would call panic attack, but I almost felt like a panic attack coming on when I read that I could open up my church because I was just, I could list everybody who, whatever decision I took, uh, you know, for whom it would be the wrong one. And, and, and then I was, yeah. So there was, so that made me realize that there was this level of anxiety um, that that was kind of rising up uh, in me and that was born out of tiredness. Um, I've recognized that, you know, like in this season that my rhythms have all gone out of the window. And so therefore my kind of prayer life still exists, but has changed. And possibly in some ways, um, I've picked up some good stuff, which is good, but also lost some stuff. And what was amazing, I'm going to reach out. If you're watching and see here, if you're in my little church, you know about this. In my little church, we've just been spending Wednesday nights waiting on the Lord um, for one another and just basically prophesying over one another. And it was my turn last night. And there was a kind of a real challenge to me to step back into gifts and ways and things I didn't use before. And it just made me realize that in this season, the kind of what you might call the kind of um, soaking prayer or the charismatic prayer and tongues prayer, I haven't been doing as much of as I would normally because it, because it feels kind of slightly selfish, you know, just basically, you know, lie, lie on that sofa there and listen to 15 minutes of Western music, but it does my soul the world a good and that I hadn't been doing that because of busyness. Um, but actually I could tell myself I've been reading my Bible and praying and, and realizing that's not been good for me. And then also um, a dawning realization. This is, and this is not, I'm not getting the violins out about Vickers here, but actually, even though we haven't been seeing people physically, we are like you were talking about funerals. The strange thing about our job is we have the second conversation in everybody's life. So if somebody loses their job uh, with a second conversation, if somebody has a, a um, an, an illness news or if somebody dies or if somebody's, you know, and actually that all of those second conversations do begin to add up. Um, and so just a recognition that as great as lots of the last few months have been, it, it has been, it has been hard. Um, um, and, um, and then the other but, thing, but it's well, good. God it's is good. good in that. And, yeah. and I think I, but I think part of it um, and what I'd want to share with people is that you know having been in counseling for the last six years um and um seeing somebody you know four times a year and then dipping into sessions 
um, when when there's a need. I, I, I know that um, I am wired um, to to I, I hit ceilings of of um, my capacity. Um, so that might be um, handling trauma in people's lives, and I, and, I, and I hit a ceiling of being able to deal with it myself. And, and then I realised, oh, I should have been talking to God about this. I should have been inviting God into those moments more. And, and I persuade myself that I am genuinely talking to him about him, talking about those situations with him. But I'm, I'm not really, and not a, a interceding into those situations with him and allowing him to, to shape how I engage with them. And so, um, but, but that's just because I wasn't taught how to do that um, when I was younger. And so I'm having, I still have to learn to do that. And it's almost, it feels at times like um, uh, this, this is a bit of a computer game. I get to another level and, and I have to learn how to bring God into the, the greater level of trauma that we're, we're experiencing. And, and those of us who, who travel with us through the, the fostering journey know that that's been happening at home um, over the last few years as well. And, and it's almost as if, you know, I, I have to come to terms with my own stupidity that I, I, I fail to bring those moments before God in prayer. Um, and, and so I think probably the reason why in those first few months we, we didn't seem phased was not just our personality, but also that because of the trauma that we have dealt with, you know, we've, we've been to, we've been the second person on the scene when somebody has died um, and, and lots of others haven't. And so when, when COVID comes along and there's the threat of death, actually that doesn't phase us in the same way as it phases other people. Well, but actually further down the line, when we, we've um, been engaging in multiple scenarios and, and more than we had done before COVID-19 came along, we, we then realised, ah, okay, actually, we're, we're just, we're, our natural muscle for this is running out. And, and we, be, we spot where we've been relying on ourselves and we, we realise where we need to rely on God. And I think... I'd want anybody listening or watching to hear this one thing is, is that actually that on, if you're that, and if you're the person who, who put the unflappable thing, thank you very much. Cause it's got us thinking. Uh, what I want you to hear is that we haven't been hiding anything and there hasn't been a lack of integrity because actually for me, there are three words, well, actually four words, but three things that I would want you all to hear, which is why I've come across the way I have. Number one is, and um, what, what I was seriously pleasantly surprised with was in that first few weeks, coronavirus where every, you know, we all thought it was going to get to us at some point. Um, that's not, you know, that's not me being uh, melodramatic. I think the whole we all talking to people in our street. Everybody's like, when's it going to get to our street? And what I, what I, what I realised in my soul was this depth of security in who I am in Jesus, and that actually I was all right eternally. And I found myself kind of just gently smiling about, wow, I'm really, I just I have this deep, deep security in who I am in Jesus. So that's one of the reasons I come across as unflappable because that's actually because I'm born again. <laughs> And I know, and I know where I'm headed. Uh, the second thing is, um, is, is no matter how hard things have got, every single, sometimes every day, I hear great stories of what's happening in church, and um, people joining little church, and um, visiting Soul Food when I visit Soul Food. What's been happening in Alpha? Conversations yesterday about somebody who's become a Christian, how we disciple them. So every single day, I am hearing stuff about what God is up to. And that builds my faith. And then that gives me confidence in what God is doing in the future and what he's doing in and through our church. And so, so through that, uh, when I am tired, when I am anxious, they, that, that's real, but it doesn't stop. 
It's never overtaken my sense of security for eternity, my sense of excitement about what God is doing, and my confidence in the future of his church, even if, it, even if I have no idea what it looks like. Um, and, that, and, and, that, and, and going back to Genesis, the reason we stuck with Genesis is because we felt the Lord say, teach Genesis for a year. And actually, the Lord who told us to teach Genesis for a year is the Lord who, in his sovereignty, knew that COVID-19 was coming. And we found ourselves teaching about Joseph, a guy who's basically been forced into some kind of strange second choice world slash lockdown, as we were all in there as well. And you just think, you know, God, it's not easy, but God has got this. So bringing this into land, um, I'd want to say that we are ordained. We are clergy we have been set apart for this um, but we're still human um, we're still treasures um, in jars of clay that that we, we our bodies are jars of clay and, and God has set the treasure of his Holy Spirit in us um, just as he has in you and and there are times when you see that treasure of, of God shining through and there are other times when you see that um, the, the the fragile um, jar of clay and there are times when you see both, and most of the time it's probably both. And um, but uh, I guess we just want to in- encourage you to think about what God's saying to you in this, about how you are genuinely bringing all of yourself to Him, um, that uh, you um, might know His strength in your weakness, um, and that you might lead an influence wherever God calls you to lead an influence, um, so that you and others um, might follow Jesus with us. Thanks for watching or listening, whichever one you've done. Um, And we hope that you continue to enjoy the more T Vicar podcasts. God bless.